0: And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. The world is just a little bit safer today. Prosecutors have confirmed that the woman, the spectator, who held up the cardboard sign at the Tour de France and allegedly caused the crash, has been arrested. They've got her in custody. The prosecutors have confirmed that the woman who fled the scene of the crash, which happened when she was standing along the roadside with her back to the Peloton, that's the sponsorship of the race, has been taken into custody. So we can all breathe a little bit easier, and the bicyclists of the Tour de France can be a little bit safer. Although there was you know, crashes that took place after that, (laughs) uh, you know, that she didn't have anything to do with, but it was her fault and we need to, we need to punish her. So she could face a fine up to 1500 euros. And if other parties file complaints, which I'm sure they're going to do, thanks to the tour de France, uh, the potential fines, Could rise to 15,000 as well as 12 months in prison. Now, how safe do you feel? A lot safer, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I'm definitely breathing a huge sigh of relief, and you should be too. (sighs) Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Congratulations are in order to New York, Newark, but a title that was held by Los Angeles for 30 years is no longer their title. It was taken away. I know, it's sad news. The Texas a and Transportation Institute, and who doesn't love the Texas a and Transportation Institute, institute they had of a study that ranks the worst traffic in each city of the United States and the rankings are based on the total amount of hours drivers are delayed the new york newark region spent 494268 hours in traffic stuck in traffic last year los angeles Dropped all the way down to 365,543 hours of time stuck in traffic. So, man, that is a bummer for Los Angeles, Long Beach, and Anaheim. I know, I know. New York, Newark, spent about 56 hours in traffic last year. Boston, coming in at number two with 50. Wow, LA dropped three. Wow, man, what is going on in LA? Uh, Boston spent about 50 hours stuck in traffic. Houston coming in at number three with 49 hours stuck in traffic. And Los Angeles, Long Beach, and Anaheim are tied with San Francisco and Oakland at 46 hours. Stuck in traffic for the year, so I guess congratulations to New York, and uh, sad news for Los Angeles, Long Beach, and Anaheim. You saved wow almost ten almost ten hours. I mean New York, Newark kicked your butt with time stuck in traffic. So, I mean, yeah, (laughs) congratulations, New York, Newark, man. There's nothing like driving, there's nothing like driving in New York. Just what a pain, what a pain. They deserve to be number one. And Houston too. I mean, Houston is just, uh, you know, a nightmare. You just get used to being stuck in traffic. And even here in Dallas, I mean, you get to drive time in Dallas man, you you just, you're there and you know, this is where you quote me, Jeff Fisher chewing the fat. Uh, This is a, this is a quote of mine. Once you're in it, you're in it. And that's a quote. That's an official quote. I want credit on whatever page of quotes is there for Jeff Fisher. Once you're in it, you're in it. And that started... Back in New York and Philadelphia and also here in Dallas, Fort Worth, once you're in it, you're in it. Now they're claiming that nationwide the traffic dipped to some of the lowest levels in the past 30 years. I wonder why that could be. I don't know. Could it have been everyone was stuck at home, not driving anywhere? And I remembered, I remember being out and driving into the studios during the lockdown and man, it was nice, <laughs> man, it was sweet. Now, when I go in, uh, especially when I drive in early in the morning, it's usually about four, four 30. And so it's only, you know, traffic is just starting to pick up. Drive time starts here about six ish is what they say. But really, it starts picking up about five thirty ish, and uh, in the afternoons, if you leave, I used to if I left if I leave the studios by three p.m. latest, you pretty much beat the onslaught of drive time. If you leave before three p.m., you go three p.m. ish, you pretty much beat it. But any time after three fifteen. It's already started. You're in it. Once you're in it, you're in it. So just take it easy. You either take the toll roads and spend a bunch of cash and drive fast. And even then, I mean, that saves a little bit of time, but only if you're going through Fort Worth here in this neck of the woods, you need to take the toll roads. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck in traffic and uh, driving home from the studios. You know, there's the toll roads. Most if it's the heat of drive time, you want to be on the toll roads. But if there's an accident on the toll road, then you're really screwed. At least if there's an accident on the main roads, because the main section that I drive through, I think has, I don't know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 lanes or something like that. And so if you're on the one toll, the one toll drive through the middle of that is one lane, both directions. And so if there's an accident in your direction, you, good luck, <laughs> good, uh, luck, at least if you're on the, you know, the 10 lane side, you got a shot to get around it sometime. <laughs> anyway, uh, congratulations to New York, Newark. And maybe once we get out of the pandemic, LA will shoot back to the top and you'll be stuck in traffic longer than anyone in the country. Yeah. Now, how excited are you to own that title, huh? Did you speak, speaking of California and the, uh, the great state of California, uh, did you see where they have, uh, now restricted 17 states that, uh, taxpayer funded travel cannot go to from California? They just added five more states. They added, uh, Arkansas, Florida, Montana, North Dakota, and West Virginia. Yeah, there's no following their passage those states of new laws that restrict transgender youth from playing sports and block access to life-saving care for members of the LGBTQ plus community. It's going to restrict uh, travel to those states from California. Actually, those laws don't restrict the transgender youth from playing sports. It just restricts those youth from playing sports in the chosen, hey, I feel like this gender I can play in this sport. Anyway, uh, just, they've added something. I find it fascinating that they have all these states, uh, Alabama, Florida, Idaho, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Mississippi, Montana, North Carolina, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, uh, where they, plus, uh, plus the new states, where there's no, uh, you're not be able to go there if, if you're coming from California. Oh, okay. Well, are there exceptions? Well, of course there are, Jeff. The exceptions are unless enforcement of California law, including auditing and revenue collection, litigation, to meet contractual obligations incurred before January 1st, 2017, to comply with requests by federal government to appear before committees, to participate in meetings or training required by a grant or required to maintain grant funding, to complete job-required training necessary to maintain licensure or similar standards required for holding a position in the event that the comparable training cannot be obtained in California or a different state not subject to the travel prohibition, for the protection of public health, welfare, or safety as determined by the affected agency department board authority or commission or by the affected legislative office so pretty much <laughs> you can find some reason to be able to go to these states it's just a show it's just a show incredible so if you're looking for a gig uh let's say you want to work for a uh, big tech and you want to work in DC. Man, doesn't that sound like fun. Amazon has 76 openings for government affairs. Apple has 98 openings for government affairs. Facebook has 583 openings for public policy managers. Google has 103 openings for public policy manager. Man, does that make you want to work for big tech? let there be a no doubt big tech and the far left are joining forces to purge America of conservative views. And that right there is an example of how they're doing it. And one of the things that I just, I can't wrap my head around is giving them all my information without having me with the say so. So we're just choosing to give big tech companies all of our personal data and we're doing it because we're they just they're just doing it they're just taking it well the battle lines have been drawn big tech has made it clear which side they're on so now it's time for you to take a stance protect your personal data from big tech you make the decision you make the decision to protect your data from big tech with the VPN i trust for my online protection express VPN. Every device, whether you're on your phone, laptop, or TV, has a unique string of numbers called an IP address. When you search for stuff, watch videos, or even click a link, big tech companies can use that IP to track all your activity and tie it back to you. However, when I use ExpressVPN, My connection gets rerouted through their secure, encrypted servers, so these companies can't see my IP address at all. My internet activity becomes anonymized, and my network data is encrypted. The best part is you don't need to be tech-savvy at all to use ExpressVPN, which I am proof positive of. Just download the app on your phone or computer, tap one button, and you're protected. I love seeing when ExpressVPN kicks in and is locked in on my laptop. I feel like, oh, okay, good. I'm better now. Just stop handing over your data to big tech companies whose aim is to censor you and spy on you. Defend your rights and protect your internet activity with the VPN I use every day. Visit expressvpn.com slash Jeffy. That's expressvpn.com slash Jeffy. Go there, you're going to get three extra months free. ExpressVPN.com slash Jeffy. Right now to learn more. ExpressVPN.com slash Jeffy. E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N-D-O-T-C-O-M slash J-E-F-F-Y. ExpressVPN.com slash Jeffy. You know, we're coming up on the July 4th holiday weekend. Everybody's cutting out and at least getting a three or four day weekend. And if you're one of the 43.6 million people that are planning on hitting the road this holiday weekend, don't worry about those gas prices. <laughs> They're only at the highest levels in the U.S. in, in seven years. So don't worry about it. Quit you're whining. Just because you think, I mean, you don't, if you don't live in New York or Boston or Houston or Los Angeles or San Francisco, you're not going to get stuck in traffic anyway, right? (laughs) So shut up. Quit your whining. Just pay the price. And that's exactly why our president, I know I'm going to head down this road for just a little bit, wants to spend, I don't know what, $7 billion on, uh, electric charging stations across the country. That's great. That's great. Cause you don't use the charging stations without coal or natural gas. So I mean, <laughs> you're definitely going to save the planet by getting, you know, charging stations everywhere. It's just incredible. And if you're stuck in traffic for any length of time, how's that battery looking for you? Are you able to keep the charge? I mean, I hope so. But if your battery goes dead, what happens? I just... I just amazing. I guess you walk... Uh, Is every... And I don't know this. I don't know the answer to this question. Is every trunk of an electric car equipped with a extension cord about I don't know what do you think what, what, what do you think you need four five miles of an extension cord just in case you know you may only need a mile <laughs> you may only need a couple of miles but what do you think just for safe measure we have one that's five miles long just in case you your battery goes dead on the interstate and there's not another charging station. Within that five mile range. And if there's not one within the five mile range. You're going to need an extension cord. On the extension cord. Just to be able to charge your. Just to be able to charge your car. Get the battery back up and running. in I don't know. How long does it take to. Charge a car battery. Two hours. And for enough to get up the road a little bit. So have fun. Have fun. You're just going to be stuck on the side of the road and don't worry about having any power for your, (laughs) for your heat or your AC or for anything really, your GPS or your your radio or whatever you need. Don't worry about that at all because you'll be able to walk four or five miles and put your extension cord into the, into the charging station and off you go, off you go in three or four hours. Man, how good does that sound? Huh? I know. I know, it sounds really good. Hey, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink. Desperately. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's good. We've got to talk about my girl, Brittany. Wow. So, my girl, Brittany... Uh, yesterday, got shot down to have her father removed from her conservatorship, at least for now. But this wasn't a petition to terminate her conservatorship, which I thought it was. I mean, she gave a 24-minute statement last week, or, and it was powerful. I mean, it made her sound like a slave. On top of which, this is America. I mean, hashtag Free Britney. What the hell? If she wants to take her $60 million out in the backyard and burn it, so what? She earned it. She can do it. She can go live on Skid Row after that. What's it to you? She can go out and make a new album. She can go perform in Vegas if she wants. It's not up to you. It's agonizing. This thing really, really is frustrating. I see a TikTok video where rappers are throwing $100,000 in some lake or river I, but Brittany can't spend her money? Are you freaking kidding me? So anyway, this thing that happened last week wasn't to terminate her conservatorship. It was to appoint this Bessemer Trust Company of California as sole conservator of the estate, which was denied without prejudice. So still back to just dad. So the new court filings are another legal setback for the singer, but the judge's denial apparently is nothing new. Uh, Brittany's attorney had filed the request to remove Spears' father back in November of 2020, stating that the client was afraid of her father, would refuse to perform again, if her father continued to be in charge of her career. At the time, this same judge, Brenda Penny, declined to suspend her father from the conservatorship though she did not rule out future petitions for his removal or suspension also at the time the judge appointed financial company Bessemer Trust as a co-conservator but now this is done right it's just dad so all right I guess I guess the paperwork was solely intended for the judge to approve Bessemer Trust as the co-conservator, but also reiterates, let me say the word, reiterates the judge's decision to not remove the elder spears from the pop star's conservatorship. I mean, okay, so she's whacked out of her mind. (laughs) Brittany's whacked. All right. I I got it. And And maybe, you know, we obviously don't know everything. We do know she's in Hawaii making videos on Instagram. Uh, we do know that uh, she, you know, seems to be okay. In her testimony, she talked about changing her medication. So that means that she, the medication she's on, I guess, is keeping her somewhat sane. And that's what they're trying to do with through this conservatorship. But again, I go back to yo. Yo, judge. (laughs) Judge Brenda Penny, what up? This is America. And if Brittany wants to burn her money in the backyard or go down the road and let it fly out of her convertible, it's her money. She gets to do it. I don't understand it. I don't. And I know that, Oh, I know that she's, you know, big, she's got a nice house and a nice car. She gets to travel, but so what? So what if she, if half of her testimony is true, that is unbelievable. And I know that dad is concerned about the management and care of his daughter. Are you, are you? Are you just concerned about you know getting her back out there on stage and make some more cash <laughs> I mean come on I know I know I know you people are tireless advocates for Brittany and her well being. Yeah, are you? Alright, whatever. She just this is amazing. For thirteen years now thirteen years. And I know that she went off the deep end when this first started. I got it. But I still, holy cow, this is not America. If if a a superstar, Britney Spears, can have her life, her business, go to her father, I know, but it's still not hers. It's not her decision. And her father gets to make all these decisions and we go before a court and the court says, yeah, yeah, that's fine. No, your dad's still, he's still doing it. And, uh, the, the court finds that you're just too crazy. Uh, wow. I, I, I really, I was really flabbergasted at it. And I'm also, as I'm reading this, I realized that it wasn't about terminating the conservatorship. It was about terminating the, her father. So she was still wanting the conservatorship, although through this other company, the Bessemer Trust Company of California. And so it's just weird. The whole thing is just weird. Damn it. Hashtag free freaking Britney. I know I added a word there, but it's the new special Chewing the Fat hashtag. (laughs) Yesterday, as we were recording Chewing the Fat, Bill Cosby was released from prison. Incredible, right? And people were all wound up. And of course, you know, I knew they would be, but we hadn't had time to uh, to take a look. I loved the uh, Rosanna Arquette. Bill Cosby is still an evil rapist. The end. Yeah, uh, he, he probably is. But the way he was put in jail was wrong. So that's our system. I know that uh, you know, she Rosanna is one of the Harvey Weinstein accusers, and she, you know, sharing her disgust at the decision to free Cosby. Uh I know many young women and men are so afraid to press charges against their rapist and re traumatize themselves. I'm heartbroken today. That's your problem. I I I don't want to sound Bad because I really do feel for the women if you've been attacked or you've been uh, sexually harassed or abused. I, I got it, I got it, but you have to do something in a timely fashion, like right now when it happens. It's you, you, you can't walk away and hide. And then be mad when nothing happens. I, I don't, it's just a strange thing. I loved uh, Kelly Bachman's tweet, just so we're clear. Bill Cosby is out of jail. Louis C.K. is touring. Chris Diel is still doing shows in L.A. And cancel culture is absolutely gone. Too far. Dot, dot, dot. Too far. Yeah, Kelly, uh, Cosby's out of jail. Uh, Louis C.K. really uh, took a hit on his, uh, on his profession and his work for what did he do again? Oh, that's right. He asked adult females if he could take care of himself in front of them. So they had the opportunity to say no, and many did, but you know, that's still terrible. He has, should have his life ruined for that. Right. Okay. All right, I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just saying that it's, you know, I'm not saying that it's not weird. I'm not saying that it's uh not strange, but anytime someone says, "Hey Jeff, can I doodle myself in front of you?" You know what? Depending on the mood I'm in, if it, I I'm going to say yes or no. But I he's given me the choice. <laughs> You are able to say no. I'm always uh, just incredible. And uh, what's his face, uh, Chris D'Elia, or whatever the hell his name is, doing shows in L.A. He was—he's uh, been accused, I think, of uh, inappropriate relationships with these underage girls. But he—and uh, you—he's got a Netflix special called No Pain. And, uh, he issued a statement to TMZ where he said that he never knowingly pursued any underage women and that all his relationships had been both legal and consensual. That being said, I really am truly sorry. I was a dumb guy who absolutely let myself get caught up in uh, my lifestyle. Wait, what? Yeah. And there were the one story in here about an underage girl who he contacted through Instagram and she nothing happened, right? Nothing happened. She thought it was kind of weird and then communicated with him. And he asked, I guess, for her to come to New York and be with him, which she never did. So, okay. um, What? Is wrong with that again? I Oh, she was underage. That's right. So he can't talk to her at all. Ever. I just... I know. I know I'm an old school white man that, you know, should be tarred and feathered. You happy? If you feel you've been wronged, go to the authorities right then. And be sure that it's right. In today's world... If it sounds bad and it ends up on social media, you're the bad person, no matter what, no matter whether it was legal or not, it sounds bad. So you along (laughs) with, uh, chewing the fat and Jeff Fisher should be tarred and feathered. Okay. All right, then. just so we're clear, um, let's go back in the Cosby timeline. In 2006, Cosby reached a $3.38 million settlement with Andrea Constand, who said Cosby had drugged and sexually assaulted her in his home in 2004. This was the case that he was charged with days before the 12-year statute of limitations expired so the deal with that settlement was uh, the civil suit and that was supposed to be sealed and that the incriminating statements he made in the civil case wouldn't be used against him in the criminal one that's what the court is saying Um, no that violated Cosby's due process rights for fair treatment so that's why he's a free man now Okay, and I wondered, I I haven't even uh, gone back and looked and, you know, maybe I will if I feel the urge, but I wonder if she gave the three point three eight million back because it's not about the money, right? It's about justice and freedom and safety, right? All right. I mean, Gloria Allred, as, as much of a legal legal busybody as she is and she represented dozens of Cosby accusers she even she even said it's devastating it's made clear that it did not vindicate him well no it didn't gloria but how about you speak up for the law as an attorney i didn't hear you say any of that either just okay i'll i'll stop i'll stop I'll just, I'll remind you to follow me on my social media accounts, Twitter at JeffyJFR, Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. I hear that Parlor is back up and running, but we'll see. That's Jeff Fisher Radio there as well. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat. If you're listening to this show now and you, it's Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, by the way, the same as the podcast. If you're listening to the podcast now and you're not a subscriber, what are you doing with your life? Subscribe. Choose a platform that you like, whatever it is. It's available on all platforms. And uh, subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, both podcast and YouTube. Uh, I had a post on Instagram about my story with the subway lady or the lady that uh, you know found $21,000 in a subway bathroom and turned it in. And it was just agonizing to me that A, someone would do that, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, that's what I mean. Leave, leave the money in the bathroom. <laughs> of course, a nice person would turn it in. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, Of course they would. That's only the right thing to do. And then it was, I was upset that the police asked why, but I guess as I look back at it, you know, if it got turned in from the bathroom and the police had been called, they're going to want to know why you are such a doofus that you leave $21,000 in the bathroom. But one, uh, one person commented on my Instagram, uh, circle J 79, uh, said woman finds thirty-five thousand, but listens to CTF, so she knows better. Twenty thousand returned. I love that, and believe me, I would like to believe that that is true. However, the story didn't say anything about the guy saying that he had left more money there, and maybe he did. Maybe it was a drug deal, and she deep pocketed an extra ten, and now the guy goes back to her. See, that's what you got to be careful of in some of this. You gotta, you gotta kind of noodle it out quick. You deep pocket the money. If you take it all, it's better because then you never saw it. I don't know what you're talking about. I was in there. I was going, I did my thing and I left. I didn't see anything. If you, if the guy was in the middle of some kind of deal, of course, you know, buying a used car. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it was a drug deal. And there was, let's say there was 35,000 there and you deep pocketed, uh, you deep pocketed some and turned in 20,000. Okay. But the guy knows that there was thirty-five thousand there from the drug deal. Now he knows you took it, because he knows that there was you turned in only part of it. That's why you got to kind of, you got to kind of noodle that one out. It's better at that point to turn to take it all. So you didn't see. I don't know what you're talking about. I went in there and did my thing, came out. There was no money there. Sorry, and, uh, and then you're then you're good with it. But the other times that we talk about are, you know, (laughs) finding when you, if, a, you know, uh, a money truck and, you know, there's tons of money trucks that fall over all the time. And when, if a money truck falls over and the money is flying everywhere and you pick it up and then you hear it's on video, we've got people on video picking up money. That's when you turn in only a little bit of what you took because you say, yeah, I got carried away. I was there, you see me on camera there, there I am, and I'm picking up money and I just got carried away. Here it is. I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm gonna be go home now. But, you know, you obviously don't turn it all in. I mean, you know, once in a while you just gotta use your noodle. You can <laughs> you could you could quote me on that, you gotta use your noodle. But thanks for listening to CTF and I understand your confusion, so you know, if there's ever a time that there is a confusion, you can always, you know, Message me on social media or email me, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. I'll be happy to assist you on what you should do. So my main man, Elvis Presley, the king. That's right. The king of rock and roll, uh, is going to have a new dedicated streaming channel. I know. I love it. It's going to start in early 2022 through a new deal between Elvis Presley Enterprises and Synodim. I guess it's Synodim, right? C-I-N-E-D-I-G-M, Synodim. Uh, The channel's going to include archival content, special features, as music content from other major rock and roll artists, and the channel will honor the Love Me Tender artist who sold more than a billion records worldwide and was nominated for 14 Grammys before his death in 77 he also appeared in 30 films <laughs> so i'm uh, that's kind of cool that uh, the is going to feature presley programming with other specials as well so uh they had his other special uh the 68 comeback special which was awesome the aloha from hawaii via satellite which was awesome i mean that's good stuff man you're talking about the king they're also planning to have uh you know archives of legends you know johnny cash roy orberson specials about memphis how it influenced rock and roll and it's going to have uh, streams of music documentaries as well synodem is planning to make the elvis presley channel available in the u.s and canada and expects to distribute the programming with partners uh, Samsung, Pluto, Pluto, Roku, Hulu, Amazon, and Tubi, according to Eric Opelka or, or, or Opelka, right? O P E yeah, Opeka. I Thought it was Opelka. Sorry, not related to Mike Opelka. Eric Opeca, president of Synodem Digital Networks. There are few individuals more iconic than Elvis Presley. He transcends time, genre, and medium. Uh Eric. Name those individuals that are more iconic. Uh, He is the iconic man. Uh, The period. But I know Eric's trying to, you know, make everything okay. The opportunity to build a branded channel around Elvis opens up streaming possibilities to an entirely new demographic. Doesn't it, though? (laughs) Doesn't it, though? I know, I guess Synonyms has a a Bob Ross channel. I, I think I remember talking about that when they first did that. But I haven't had an opportunity to sit down and watch the Bob Ross channel. I bet my daughter has, though. We're thrilled to partner with Synodem to launch the Elvis Presley channel, said uh, Mark Rosen, president of entertainment at ABG, which owns Elvis Presley Enterprises. Yeah, the Elvis fandom is incredibly passionate, and Synodem is best in class when it comes to serving fervent fan bases. Are they? All right, so... I, you know I'm all for it. Let's let's, let's bring it. No problem. It comes. Uh, the announcement came just one day after one of Hawaii's most iconic resorts, the Coco Palms Resort, once welcomed Presley, uh, was set to be demolished after 30 years of abandonment. Oh man, I'm bringing it down. Oh no, I don't like that. I don't like it at all. And uh, the late Presley also received recent pushback from Quincy Jones. Wait, what? Quincy, I didn't know this. Hold on. This is this is the breaking news for Jeff Fisher on Chewing the Fat. Quincy Jones, who stated last month that he refused to work with Presley because Jones felt that he was racist. Elvis Presley was racist? Come on now. Quincy, we got to find out about this. One moment, please. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. Okay, I know that Quincy is in his 80s now, and we loved his interview not long ago, a few, you know, two or three years ago, about his uh, what was that stupid interview that he did that was so great? Nah, I don't remember. I just remember we we made a big deal out of it. But that's when Doc Thompson was still alive, and we were doing a show with Doc on the Blaze Radio. Anyway, uh, Quincy is saying that. Uh, uh, I was writing for band leader Tommy Dorsey uh, back in the 50s. Elvis came in. Tommy said, I, I don't want to play with him. He was a, he was a racist mf And I'm going to shut up now. The music <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Uh, okay, Quincy, we got you, man. He also said Truman Capote was racist, wanted to know why he had a Negro writing music for a film with no people of color in it. And... Uh, Richard Brooks said F you, he's doing the score I did and I got nominated for an Oscar, he's also one of the things about Quincy Jones that is amazing too, I mean the guy is just incredible, Um, he's worked with almost everyone in Hollywood for years now and he's got an EGOT too right he's Grammy, Emmy, Oscar, Tony he's got it all, Uh, he's the man so I I would love to interview Quincy Jones man, because he's He's at the age now where he's going to say whatever it is he wants to say, and it doesn't matter. He doesn't care. He's Quincy freaking Jones, man. Hashtag Quincy freaking Jones, man. (laughs) Freaking has to be in every hashtag for chewing the fat, I think. I don't know that I'm going to make that a rule, but I'm working on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, happy birthday to China. The Chinese Communist Party is celebrating its 100th birthday today. Yes, we love it. Listen, Mao was one of the original... 13 members who attended the first party of Congress in July of 1921. Yeah, it was actually on the 23rd, but hey, Mao decided, uh, I misremembered and we're going to go ahead and make the holiday on July 1st. And sure, China was just poor, mostly agricultural country of 400 million people. Sure, they were plagued with civil war and unrest. But after the Communist Party gained power in 1949 in the revolution, Mao just initiated a series of economic reforms that only led to the deaths of tens of millions of people. (laughs) (laughs) The China that we know today, kind of, uh, only began to take shape in the late 70s when Mao's successor, Deng Xiaoping, Opened up its market to international investors and established private property rights. Remember, that was Nixon and going to the wall and being uh, all great with China. Well, since then, the GDP of China has risen from 191 billion in 1980 to 14.3 trillion in 2019. More than 770 million people were brought out of poverty. Uh, you know they're allowed to be uh, out of poverty and China according to reports will eclipse the US as the world's largest economy by 2028 per you know one economic estimate so since the liberation of China's economy the country has developed uh, close business relationships with the West and let's not forget that uh, Nike CEO, who said last week on his uh, earnings call, Nike is a brand that is of China and for China. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, uh, President uh, Jinping uh, delivered a speech, and it was a big, ho- it's been a big holiday. Chinese social media is all a buzz. And all the miners are getting off work, and they're going to try to reduce air pollution. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, okay. Uh, but in his speech, uh, Winnie the Pooh, I'm sorry, uh, Jinping, President Jinping, uh, he said that he will establish um, himself as the most powerful Communist Party leader since Mao. I'm sure, you know, that's what he really wants. And he spoke of the foreign adversaries who are trying to bully China. <laughs> uh Anyone who dares try to do that will have their heads bashed, bloodied against the Great Wall of Steel. So there's that. Did I mention that the head of Nike said that they were uh, a brand that is of China and for China? Huh. Weird. Weird how that happens, isn't it? Huh. But never mind that the president said that anyone who dares try to <sighs> tries to bully China is going to have their heads bashed, bloodied against the Great Wall of Steel. But hey, happy birthday, happy birthday, China! I mean, hashtag happy freaking birthday, China! <laughs> I mean it. hashtag Happy freaking birthday, China! So I had this sent to me yesterday. I might as well end on a, uh, you know, a little lighter note. Although it's not a lighter note, but it's kind of a lighter note. So we'll just let you decide. I got this sent to me from Jesse yesterday. And uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but, you know, you decide. Uh, This is from Jesse. My wife and I went to the cattle auction yesterday. The first exhibits we saw were the breeding bulls. A sign on the first bullpen said, Big John. This bull made it 50 times last year. With a snarky tone, my wife nudged me in the ribs and said, that's almost once a week. <laughs> the second bullpen had a sign attached that said midnight train. This bull made it 150 times last year, giving me a wink and a poke in the ribs. My wife said, wow, honey, that's a couple times a week. And then we saw the third pin, which contained an amazing-looking bull, and the sign-attached, Red Barn Burner. This bull mated 365 times last year. My wife was so excited that her elbow nearly broke my ribs as she said, that's once a day. (laughs) You should ask him what he's got going on. And before thinking, I said, go ask him if every day he was with the same old cow. Apparently, Jesse's condition has been upgraded from critical to stable.